Welcome back to another episode of We the People with Gracie Payne. I'm your host, Gracie Payne, and today we're going to be getting into some different topics. We're going to go over the town hall that was on Friday. We're going to go over the Fauci, the new Fauci leaks, and many more to come. I can't wait to get into it. Well, one of the big highlights of the town hall was that President Joe Biden admitted that he has no near-term solution for the skyrocketing cost of gas. He said this when he was asked by CNN anchor Anderson Cooper. Cooper had asked, do you have a timeline for gas prices of when you think they may start coming down? Biden responded with, my guess is you'll start seeing gas prices come down as we get by and going into the winter, I mean, excuse me, into next year, 2022. He he also said, I don't see anything in the meantime that is going to significantly reduce gas prices. And he also said, I must tell you, I have no near-term answer. During Earlier in that exchange, according to The Blaze, he claimed that the pain in the pump was due to the, his administration's foreign policy initiatives and then blamed OP. EC, the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, for high prices. Gas prices relate to a foreign policy initiative that is about something that goes beyond the cost of gas. We are about three thirty a gallon most places now. When it's up from when it was down from in the single digits, I mean single digits a dollar plus, Biden continued. And that's because of the supply being withheld by OPEC. And so there's a lot of negotiation, that is. Biden's administration has been hit hard over in the polls over the state of the economy, including high inflation. Many on the right are blaming his stance against fossil fuels for the drastic increase in energy prices. Among those are Republican Paul Gozer, of Arizona who hammered Biden on Friday in a long thread on social media about his energy policies. Policies, Gozer said, had said, everything is based on Biden's irrational hatred of oil and gas. Our nation needs oil and gas. Biden lives in a magic fairyland claiming otherwise. And Gozer had concluded with his solution to the energy problem. Now we need to take real action. Americans should demand that Biden roll back restrictions, free American energy producers to produce the energy we need, and stop begging other countries to lower our prices. We have the ability, technology, and resources to be energy dependent. Gozar concluded. I have to say, I do really like Paul Gozar. He is one of the congressmen I really not admire, but I think he has got a political point here. Because of Biden's policies, we have we are not energy dependent. We are dependent on other countries for energy. And Biden just blatantly says it. That, and he just gives an excuse of, oh, it's other countries' fault. You're the one who made us energy dependent on other people, Biden. The near-term solution would be to, I don't know, maybe... Uh, make us energy dependent again, but then that would lose, that he would lose a lot of support for that, at least a little support as he has left. As you can see, his poll ratings are down significantly.
President Joe Biden also gave an interesting, just an interesting statement. Anderson Cooper asked him a question about whether or not, sorry, let me rephrase this. So Anderson Cooper had asked the following question. I'm wondering where you stand on that. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Biden responded with something that I feel is, I was shocked by it. Very much so. He said, and I quote, yes and yes. And there was immediate cheer and applause. And oh my, immediate cheers and applause after that. He then followed up saying, I waited until July to talk about mandating because I tried everything else possible. The mandates are working. All the stuff about people leaving and getting it. You have everyone from United Airlines to Spirit. All those airlines, we're not going to get 96, 97% of people who've gotten the vaccine. All the talk about the these folks who are going to leave the military if they are mandated, not true. You got about a 90-something percent vaccination rate. I mean, so the idea is that, look, the two things that concern me, one, are those just who are trying to make this a political issue? And he, he then mocked freedom, saying, freedom, I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. No, I mean, come on, freedom. Number two is the second one that 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 the gross misinformation out there. What Biden seems to not conveniently know is that Florida has the is having better numbers with COVID. In fact, they have a lower percentage of get. What's oh, what's the exact statistic? It was. Saying that COVID, or Florida has a low COVID spread rate and zero mandates. That's interesting. Maybe Biden is aware of this, or maybe he's not. Maybe he's more aware of the fact about what he, where he's gonna change, get his next diaper change, than than saying random stuff like this. And reading through and saying this quote, I thought I was gonna get dementia just from that. <laughs> the mandates aren't working and he's saying that people are getting vaccinated well yeah because you're threatening their livelihoods you're threatening their livelihoods and so people are going to people are going to concede to that they're gonna be like well i need to do this to to help my family and that itself is wrong you should not threaten someone's livelihood to get what you want that is not what America is built on. Built on. So that is utterly ridiculous. And then he says, I have the freedom to kill you with my COVID. If you die from COVID, you die from COVID. You don't die because someone else intentionally coughed on you and was like, I hope you get COVID and you die. That's what people seem to conveniently forget on the left is that COVID, it's a virus. It's not a weapon. Well, Depends on who you ask about that. But you, and that's why I see a lot of people try to compare 
saying that you're not really pro-life because you're not getting the vaccine so you're intention so you're killing people no i'm not intentionally taking another human being's life by not getting a vaccine that's utterly ridiculous and if you believe that i feel truly sorry for you because that is a sad that is a sad mentality to think that you're preventing someone from dying because you get a shot yourself and people are still dying from the vac- with the vaccine so what is the whole reason for that it just makes no sense and biden saying freedom Yes, you have the freedom to choose, Biden. Sorry that we all have the freedom to choose. And sorry that you have the freedom to choose your bedtimes when you're asleep at nine. Like, I get it. You're angry. And that's why you were holding your fists like that during questions. Because you were trying to use that as a coping mechanism. Anyway. That is just, uh, yeah, that, that's just, it's just a crazy, this man is our president, whether you agree with me on that or not, whether you agree that he was elected or not, he was still inaugurated into the office of president. And this is who, who is the leader of the free world. This should shock you and this should scare you if you have logic in if you have if you are use, thinking logically this should scare you. This should absolutely make you nervous and concerned and worried. If it doesn't, wake up because you are being walked on. You are being taken advantage of. Here's an interesting story. The video surfaced of a unhinged Papa John's employee threatening to... Well, so this Papa John's employee threatens to beat the F out of motorists allegedly over his pro-Trump flag and becomes a non-employee soon after. This article comes from The Blaze. It says... A Papa John's employee, presumably a pizza delivery driver, was caught on video going ballistic over a motorist's flag supporting former President Donald Trump and threatening to beat the F out of him, out of the motorist, in a nasty a confrontation. I'm sorry. I I would read some of this conversation, but it's pretty um uh, it's pretty colorful with the language. I mean, if somebody had came up to me, if I was flying a pro Trump flag, if I was flying one of my Trump flags, and said this, I would have that language too. Just saying. <laughs> and this guy. <laughs> I can't take him seriously because his shirt literally is a Papa John shirt. It says pizza superpower. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like if I, if somebody came up to me wearing that and was like rant, like screaming at me, I would just laugh. I would just die laughing. I just think it's so funny. All right. Papa John's did have something to say on the matter. The Papa John's corporate on Monday offered the blaze the following statement. Papa John's condemns this kind of offensive behavior and it does not reflect our brand values. 
After speaking with PJ Cleveland, the independent franchisee who owns and operates this location, we confirmed the individual is no longer employed with Papa John's Cleveland. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. This guy. I just think uh, people say that um, Trump supporters aren't threatened and they're not some sort of, no, I'm not going to say oppressed because I feel like some liberals going to take this out of context and say that I'm, um, what's the word? Yeah. But <laughs> this is actually a daily occurrence. People don't realize this is a daily occurrence for us Trump supporters who are out about it. I know I get a bunch of messages every day like this. The thing is, most liberals are too weak and they don't have enough testosterone to actually go through with it. And if they're a female, it's pretty easy to block if you know your way around self-defense. Females are pretty easy to defend yourself against. Even as a form even as a female, like myself, I'm I would know how to how to stop that in a way. But <laughs> This is hilarious. I, okay, I'm looking at this guy's shirt and <laughs> just imagine somebody wearing, somebody coming over to you and saying that this liberal will kick you. Okay, I'm going to quote this so my mom doesn't get mad at me. Mom, I'm just quoting the guy. This is the, I'm just quoting him. He said, this liberal will kick your ass. <laughs> imagine, okay, this guy's wearing a pizza superpower shirt. A black hoodie underneath that khakis and he's looking at you like and he says that to you i would just start laughing just laughing because this guy i can't take him seriously i'm looking at this picture and i'm trying to have some sort of <laughs> oh this is too good i i, I will i will definitely need to post the picture of this guy because this is hilarious to me. All right, I better I better move on or else I'm going to be laughing about this all day. Back to Biden, who says that he's been taking a lot of time. He, he does not have enough time to go to the border because he's been traveling too much and talking with other countries. However, CNN analysis finds Biden has taken more time for personal travel than other, any other president in recent history. Huh. Interesting. Very interesting. CNN reported Saturday that his first 276 days in office, Biden spent 108 of those either vacationing or teleworking from Camp David or one of his two Delaware homes. The outlet noted that that this look, sorry, the outlet noted that to this point in his presidency, Biden's time spent away from the White House has dwarfed that of his predecessors, including Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush. And even though Biden has spent some of that time working in his remote, working remote, his time away includes no fewer than 35 quote-unquote personal trips. <sighs> I mean, I get it. I do like to vacation. Okay, I'll give Biden, I'll give Biden the benefit of the doubt on this one. <laughs> Vacationing's fun. Working remotely is actually kind of fun. I've been trying to do that for a while. 
just working a little bit part-time. And But I feel like if you're the president of the free world, then working from home isn't exactly an option. But here's the CNN report. As I kind of already said this, a CNN analysis, analysis of Biden's public schedule indicates that the president has spent a significant amount of time away from the White House, particularly on weekends since his January inauguration, including this weekend's trip to Delaware. Biden has taken 35 personal trips and spent all or part of his 108 of his first 276 days in office at one of his Delaware homes or at Camp David in Maryland. That includes partial days like Friday, where he spent the day at the White House and then departing in the evening. 69 of the of those 108 days away from Washington were spent at his home in Wilmington, spread over 23 visits, seven days at his I'm gonna I'm gonna biff this name. Bro <laughs> Rayho both Beach, Delaware, Beach Houses over two visits, and 32 days at Camp David over 10, sorry, hundred over ten visits. While most presidents have prioritized taking time away from 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, this is the most time a president has spent away from the White House on personal travel at this point in the presidency in recent history. And in comparison, Trump spent just 70 days away from the White House during his first 275 days as president. Obama only spent four days away and Bush 84. So... (laughs) All right, it gets better. In response to this to the report, White House spokesman Andrew Bates defended his boss's penchant for personal getaways. The president of the United States are constantly on the job regardless of their location. Whether they're on a state visit overseas or just 100 miles from the White House or a short trip to Wilmington, Bates told CNN. Wherever he is, the president spends every day working to defeat the pandemic to ensure our economic economy delivers for the middle class not just those at the top and to protect national security that was well said that was i felt that andrew bates i'm just joking (laughs) oh my gosh critics of the president are likely to point out that much much of biden's travel has become even as the country has grappled with crises at the southern border as well as afghanistan even when Biden has been in office, he has been unavailable to the media. You know, that is that is interesting to me. That, that Biden is... Well, it's not interesting to me, I guess. He didn't do a whole lot of campaigning. Well, he did campaigning, but just wasn't... It didn't ring a lot of support. And even then, he was in his basement for a long time. I think we all remember that, where he just wouldn't come out. We were all like, where is this guy? Where is he? He's running for president, and he has not even anywhere to be found. So many memes came out of that. It was great. Also, the Daily Wire reported that through September, Biden had participated in just 10 extended interviews with reporters, roughly six times fewer than Trump and 13 times fewer than Obama. This is our president. I'm going to go back to a point that I said earlier. This should scare you. A president who's not that aware with the media? Say what you will about Trump, but he at least confronted media. At least he was out there talking, not just hiding and telling school kids that he tries to avoid questions. 
it's just... Yeah, this is your president, guys. Or this is our president. We should really look into this. Because that is not... That's not good. <laughs> I'll be saying something I never thought I said. Maybe... No, I, I won't say. I was going to say maybe Black Lives Matter isn't that bad of an organization. I still I still very well believe they are. But they're, they are saying something that is interesting. And I support 100%. So it says Black Lives Matter staged vaccine mandate protest at NYC's Barclays Center to demand unvaccinated Kyrie Ivering to be able to play NBA games. I agree with this. I I agree. I a lot of, I never thought I'd say that I would have agreed with um Black Lives Matter, but they have a point here. I mean, would they be supporting this cause if Kyrie Irving was a white NBA player? Probably not. Actually they wouldn't. But I get it. They want to be able to still be relevant in the news. Which they haven't, and they're not, anyone else knows how Black Lives Matter isn't really relevant this year? Maybe because it's not an election year. Actually, it's because there's not an election year, so they're trying to somewhat be still relevant, but they did. That relevance might be, might be good with that. And... I agree with, like, we shouldn't, we should end medical mandates. We shouldn't have vaccine passports. And Kyrie Ivering should still be able to play. And a lot of people, yeah, like, this, this should be a thing. And I'm glad more people, especially those who are in the public more, especially in sports, are coming forth and saying, hey, like, this isn't, this isn't right. So, the Brooklyn Nets had banned Ivering from playing at all during games and participating in practices because he's unvaccinated. And this this is really bad. The Nets, you're not being smart. This is not smart. And the NBA ruled that the unvaccinated players banned from playing games must forfeit their salary. So, if Kyrie Ivering misses the season because he doesn't get vaccinated, he, the all-time, the seven all-star, sorry, let me rephrase this, the seven all-time, all, oh my goodness, sorry, my brain is slow today for some reason, the seven-time all-star and NBA champion stands to lose his entire $35 million salary this season. So if he doesn't get vaccinated against COVID, he doesn't get a shot, he will potentially lose $35 million. And you say it's your choice. No, no, it's your choice. It's Kyrie Ivering's choice, though. It's not like he'll lose $35 million or anything. This is a perfect reason why I'm against vaccine mandates. One, because it threatens people's livelihood. And it, um, uh, you know, could be seen as... I'm not going to say it. Oh. I mean. 
I'm sorry, I can't. All right, let me get into this. So, Shivona Newsom, a fellow co-founder of Black Lives Matter of Greater New York, threatened an uprising to the likes seen across the country following the George Floyd murder over vaccine mandates that she proclaimed to be racist. In a way, vaccine mandates could be considered racist because in of the vaccine hesitancy in minorities. But should we reenact those George Floyd riots? Absolutely not. Those riots were terrible. They were... And it, what good was done? Except for getting bought... Well, I can tell you what good, good at the time was done. Um, Trump got out of office. And Black Lives Matter was celebrating that until... Until Kamala... Either Kamala or Biden would visit with them. For the longest time. he They probably have visited with them since. But still, it was a long time they hadn't heard anything. Because... The Democrats used you. Sorry, Black Lives Matter. The Democrats used you for political gain. It sucks, doesn't it? It sucks to be used with um to pander and get votes. It's not like anybody on the right was telling you that people were using you for your votes. And they'll be like, no, they care about us. No, they don't. They clearly don't. You obviously don't. Anyway. But yeah, I think that is an interesting story about Black Lives Matter protesting the vaccine mandates. I think peacefully protesting him would be good. So Black Lives Matter, please, please protest the vaccine mandates and we won't have a problem. All right. So a big story alert that we're getting to. This is one that has taken the... This is one has taken the world by storm almost. Bipartisan lawmakers demand answers from Fauci about cruel taxpayer pun- taxpayer funded experiments on dogs. Beagles reportedly have had vocal cords removed. So that um headline doesn't seem that bad. It's like, oh well, they're getting him removed. It's not that big of a deal. Until you look at what they did. At what they did you will be shocked. So this is the full, I will like say that this is a little bit of a, I will say there's a warning because this is terrible. This is absolutely disgusting. Okay. So then this was, the letter cites a damning report from the White Coat Waste Project that claims 44 beagle puppies, all between the ages of six and eight months old, were subjected to commissioned tests for a drug. The experiments involved injecting and force-feeding the puppies an experimental drug for seven weeks before killing and dissecting them. According to the documents obtained under the Freedom of Information Act, there was also an invoice that the NIAID for a cordomectomy, an invasive surgical procedure also known as debarking and devocalization, that removes the dog's vocal cords so the animal can no longer bark, howl, or cry. This cruel procedure, which is opposed with the rare exceptions by the American Veterinary Medical Association, the American Animal Hospital Association, and others, seems to have been performed so that experimenters would not have been able to listen to the pained cries of the beagle puppies. This is a reprehensive misuse of taxpayer funding, funds, the legislators wrote in this letter. 
our investigators show that Fauci's NIH division shipped out part of a 30, $375,000 grant to a lab in, I'm going to lift this name, in Tunsia to drug beagles unlock their heads in mesh cages filled with hungry sandflies so that the insects could eat them alive. The white coat waste told the hill. They also locked beagles alone in cages in the desert overnight for nine consecutive nights to use them as baits to attract infectious sandflies. What? And so for those of you who don't know what the White Coast Weight Project is, it is a nonprofit government watchdog group. And they demand to know why these experiments are being conducted when the, the FDA does not require new drugs to be tested on dogs. The lawmakers went, want Fauci to reveal how many drug tests have been performed on dogs since January 2018, as well as what are the total costs and what the justification is for them. I would like to know the justification for this, too, because this is terrible. This is absolutely terrible and horrendous. All right, this... This letter got bipartisan support, which you don't see really nowadays. So I'm glad that Republicans and Democrats could unite over puppies. Who knew that would it would take that way? But <sighs> Fauci, you need to come forward about this because denying it will not be better for you. Because as many of you are well aware. Fauci is also being grilled by Republican lawmakers after the National Institutes of Health finally admitted that the fu- that it funded gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in China, something that Fauci vehemently or how do I say that word vehemently denied for months, and he still Fauci just stop stop denying it. You're just making yourself a bigger idiot. You're just making yourself look worse. It's it's not a good look for you, Fauci. A lot of people are imagining you with Corilla DeVille hair. It's not a good look. Not a good look. Anybody else kind of done with Fauci? I mean... Some people still worship him that much. When they hear about the puppy fun, like about the puppy experiments, they say, "Oh, that's terrible." Still get vaccinated, because Fauci said, "Yeah, I'm gonna take advice from a, from a man who funds pup, puppy abuse and that stuff." No, I'm not gonna do that. In fact, why would you even suggest that? That is almost that. <laughs> That people seriously think that this man is a holy of holies, and he literally tortures. He really literally funds puppy torture, and they still are like, "Yeah, he's so cool." And I saw that at Disney a couple weeks, or it must have been two weeks ago. Um, said that they were coming out with a documentary for Fauci. Fauci already has documentaries, okay. Um, Corilla, that one just came out last year, or, not last year, but, yeah. Uh, 101 Dalmatians, 102 Dalmatians, pretty much any Corilla DeVille story, yeah, he already has one. Why should he be given another one? 
I, I swear, them, they just love him so much that they'll give him so many documentaries and movies. Like, come on. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the memes, though, about Fauci being Cruella DeVille are pretty funny. I'm just saying, they're funny. Alright, I thought we'd end this episode on a sweet victory. So, as many of you are well aware, um, the MLB commissioner pulled the sorry pulled the um all-star um game from atlanta georgia because of the at the time they, they were passing the voter bill and they were saying how bad that was and how racist well it didn't stop the atlanta braves from getting their tickets to the world series after defeating the dodgers to win the national league championship over the weekend the Braves will host at least three games on, at least games three and four on Friday and Saturday in Atlanta against the Houston Astros, and possibly a game five on Sunday. This is awesome. This is awesome because of what happened. This is basically. Oh, this is this is sweet. This is just this is just sweet revenge. And because they pulled the All Star Game, which would have done a lot of good for, which would have done a lot of good for the area, especially within the communities and whatnot. It would have helped Georgia's economy a lot. They wanted them to suffer, so they moved the All Star Game to a seventy-five percent white population of Denver instead of having in a 51% black Atlanta because racism. You don't want to be racist. I swear. You go woke, you go broke. That's that's just the simplicity. That's just, it's that simple. And no better way for Atlanta to come back and maybe win the World Series. If they win the do you guys think that the Atlanta will win the World Series? And if so, that would be the best comeback in history. It would be the it would be so awesome, especially after they moved the All Star Game. So yeah, that was today's episode of We the People with Gracie Payne. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as much as I did recording. <laughs> All right. If you haven't already, um, follow my Instagram at GracieAnnPolitics underscore. And I will be trying to, to post more of these episodes. I might even try changing it to twice a week now. Starting on Monday, a Monday show and then a Friday show. What do you guys think? Let me know your let me know my Instagram DMs. And I believe you can send messages. I believe you can send voice messages on here. We'll have to see. Anyway, sorry, I cut out that last little bit. So, I hope you guys enjoy your day, and yeah, make sure to subscribe to get more episodes on, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All right, take care, everybody.